Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I am slowly making it through Baldur's Gate 1, 2, and then on to 3. I'm I'm Jay, and I'm officially down 17 pounds since donning my glucose monitor. Jeez. I'm Josh, and I haven't checked my weight since I started a <laughs> higher dose of a certain pharmaceutical. But I feel down. I mean, I feel down in the best possible way. Has your, uh, is it the same one that you've used in the past? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just went to a higher dose, so. Yeah. So who did, do you just, do you have to be married to a doctor to find doses? Or, like, who did you, like, did you do, it's, like, a highway robbery, stick them up? It's back in stock. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah apparently I just lead a charmed existence. But also I, you know, no, paid It's, it's back in stock everywhere paid a higher price for it too that might have had something to do with it interesting uh yeah i mean i'm i'm obviously pretty happy with the results especially considering that sandwiched in it's 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 like like you you had a trip with that thing on right yeah that's but it's four weeks and in in that time was a trip to disneyland which always derails any i you know gain weight instead of lose weight during that so so that was great uh so uh, here's here's the this this isn't funny per se but i guess another story about life <laughs> life this, with with gaming the perils and, of the perils of the gaming industry yeah so uh, we've already talked about this a little but you know for example like and i get it it's it's you know it's it's just how and and who customers are it's it's complaining about it would be like complaining about the sky is blue uh but like so for example i, I told the story about how commanders masters the market price currently is selling below cost and you know none of the everyone everyone expects that you're going to do the market price on uh new stuff know, on on when when the market price is really low and if you are selling at and granted magic doesn't have an msrp because wizards wanted to game the system or whatever but if you're not if if the market price is low and you're selling above market price then you know everyone will think that you're a bastard and they won't buy from you conversely this weekend is the game store release of lorcana and the part that i i thought was uh, especially kind of humorous is that there is a reddit post that basically it is a list of all the game stores that are selling Lorcana product above the suggested retail price <laughs> okay. as like a 
I don't know, a scarlet letter or a list of shame or, you know, people to, these are game stores you should never consider frequenting. Um, and, and the strong advice on Reddit is like, you know, you should only buy this product at the MSRP, which is and a side note. And again, not that, uh, customers know this or would care about this, but in my opinion, Ravensburger has messed, has, has, I am displeased with how they're doing their margins. So, okay. Okay. My cost compared to what the suggested retail price is, is not. A, is not a good margin in my opinion and so a you know all all of all these customers are like you know angry if anyone is selling above msrp even though msrp is a crappy margin and b the market price of it online is literally um over twice as much as the msrp so a box of boosters is um msrp of like 145 right now the market price is 320 dollars for a box of boosters so and and so again it's another can't win situation if you you know sell the product at um at market price and you're a bastard if you sell it at msrp it's at a crappy margin it's uh just super fun to deal with Uh, yeah, this feels like a logic puzzle where the answer in the end is you're a bastard no matter what. Jeez. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right. So are, are you guys ready for <laughs> for more Dank Dune memes described <laughs> audibly? I mean, you're deep in the mines at this point, right? Like, I just love that you basically uh, have uh, a mine of these to go through for us. <laughs> I'll I'll do two. Oh, okay, all right. So <laughs> the the first one it has some captions above it, and then it has a picture. And the captions above it says, "Women use a higher pitch when talking to someone they like." And then underneath it, it says, "Women when they're talking to me." And then it has a colon and the picture underneath, and it's a picture of the static car Cantor <laughs> in. The movie who, when the Sadakars are doing their rights, and it's like this really deep, yeah, doing the drums, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, that is that is the first (laughs) meme. Okay, deeply dank. Yes. Okay, so here's the next one. Uh, so this is a a three-panel meme of uh from the movie. This is when House Atreides first lands on the planet dune and the first panel is duke atreides the the sun is shining on his face and he's looking nobly into the distance and he says i love dune and then the next panel is his his son paul looking forward at him and then the the final panel is duke atreides looking back over his shoulder looking at paul and the caption says, Dune your mom. Laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, my 16-year-old would love that one, Jay. Excellent. I may have to have you send me the link for that one. That is... Yeah. <laughs> we may have peaked again. <laughs> um, in another unrelated segment, because Trevor, I now 
make Trevor spend too much of his life on Board Game Arena. Trevor, I'm looking at a geek list that is proposed Board Game Arena games. Okay. And like people are thumbsing them up, you know, or, or what have you. I, I don't even know if it'll have an actual effect on what shows up there. Right. But I'm going to tell you two, and I want to know which one you would hope to see first. Okay. One is 1960, The Making of the President. Okay. Where, where did we used to play that all the time as a digital implementation? Did we ha- play it? I don't remember a digital version. We played Twilight Struggle a ton as a digital No, 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 no. We played... Um, it had to have been on like of one of those... Retspiels or Bodejo or who knows? It had to be one of those. I forgot we'd played it digitally. Jeez. Okay. Well, so there's one. Your second choice is 1944 Race to the Rhine. Okay. Um, I want Race to the Rhine. So. Because <laughs> you'll get to play it faster that way, won't you? If it showed up on Board Game Arena. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll have more Board Game Arena conversation here in a minute. Because I got new games I'm playing on there. Okay, one one last. This isn't even a meme. It's just a a tweet that that they took a screenshot of, so it doesn't count as a segment, but it still makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so Emma Berkwith's tweet is: I love sci-fi names. That's Stilgar, the name of Siege Tavar. That's Baron Vladimir Harkonnen, the ruler of House Harkonnen, and that's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, brother. All right. So, uh, Trevor, you mm-hmm. last week came to Game Al- Gameopolis on a, a Tuesday night and got a demo of Shatterpoint with a friend. Did you? I assume you just played f- through the first struggle. Is that correct? Yeah, we ran out of time, and I I ran out of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, most demos just go through the first struggle anyway. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily a demo. I mean, it was it was more than that. It was like a full-on game, so... Sure. But yeah, it was definitely um, a lot to, <laughs> uh, to take on, so... Sure. Um, so what's your... What were your overall uh, impressions? We, we need some Trevor hot takes. Huh. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how to answer that, I guess. Um, so the one thing that I'm not a big fan of proprietary dice, I've said that before, but we'll, you know, reiterate it, I guess. Um, I'll, my real quick, I, I want to do a quick side rant on this one. Okay. Like, I, I really don't care, uh, about, uh, proprietary dice. It's fine. Whatever. I don't mind. Uh, the, the part that, uh, is annoying to me is that the proprietary dice that Asmodee always provides are just really boring and ugly. And like, I feel very strongly that there's a missing market of either they should be making proprietary dice that are an upcharge that look better, or they should be licensing this out to another company. I mean, I feel like I'm playing with 1970s, uh, you know, monopoly dice or something here. Yeah. (laughs) Savage. And that's it. That's my only rant. So, A, it has proprietary dice. Yeah. Um, so that's that's not a I, – I can get I can get past that one. Um, the second thing that has always bothered me is the the initiative thing that it does with the cards yeah. um, and having to uh, 
instead of just being able to, you know, it's my turn, I activate who I want. Instead, you draw a card, and then you have the choice of either you can play that card, or if you don't have a card in reserve, you can place it in reserve and draw another. And so, yes, so I would for those much... who don't know the mechanic, that is yeah, the way it works. Such my, as me. My initial thought coming out of the game was I wish it was more like um, Love Letter. You know, at the beginning of my turn, I draw a card. I can choose to hold that card and play the card I had in hand, or I can play the card I just drew. You know, where you have two cards, basically, and then you, you know, you or maybe at the end of your turn you draw but you have two cards to choose from and you can sort of hold on to one for a while and just give you a little bit more and i realize that's the mechanic that it's trying to it's almost trying to do that but you can spend a a, a force point to to put a card in reserve but i i just i a, don't like it that your opponent knows what you card you have in reserve and b i i don't like that it costs a resource to do it i want to be able to basically have that effect in play 24/7 um, so it's kind of a, I will admit that that's one of my bigger turnoffs. Um, yeah, yeah. The um, the the other turnoff is not the game's fault; it is mine, and that's that the game really, really pushes on scenario play. And yes, yes. Um, I'm a horrible scenario player. I mean, we've got years of backlogs of podcasts of War Machine <laughs> podcasts as show, evidence as evidence to show you how poorly i do um in scenario play so it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to think tactically towards points that have no tactical value like i I want to put my guys behind buildings i want to remove particular pieces that are of importance this random thing on the board that means nothing i mean it's not even a bunker it's not even something that gives you cover if you can take it it's literally a point on the board. And and again, it's not this game's fault. Lots of interest games do it. War Machine did it. But I I don't like sacrificing models or key pieces of my force in order to take something that has no tactical value. Does it have value to the, the game? Things, it has a massive amount of value to the game because it's how you win. One of the things that was and it, it one of the things that was nice about Marvel Crisis Protocol was that they each had a title for the half of the scenario that was, you know, something that was ripped out of um, the comics themselves. Uh-huh. And so, and and I don't, I don't think that in general it had flavor text beyond that, but it would have been kind of cool, I think, if. It had had that where, and, and, you know, people can use their own imagination with it, I guess, or whatever. But, you know, for example, struggle for the cube, there's five shards of the infinity stone. And as you hold them, you gain power, but you take damage. And that does have, add some additional flavor, in my opinion, to the game. And so I, I think that's, that's something that's nice with crisis protocol um, in in Shatterpoint, it is pretty much, you know, these there there isn't really an attempt to have it have any type of story connection. It's just these are the important parts of, uh, you know, the the board that you need to be working towards. Yeah, I think it's amazing based on sort of your reaction, Trevor, and just some of this conversation, how much it's taken off, Jay. Like, and maybe that's just only locally, although I don't know, is it doing well 
you know, worldwide critically? Um, I think it's, I think it's doing well. Um, I'm the, the, I do have a little bit of concerns that potentially they are cannibalizing other games to grow this one. And so, you know, sales for Legion and, uh, crisis protocol have been pretty slow since, um, since this has been live. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. That's not, that's not super pr- surprising per se. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one, th- another thing that's interesting about it is I would say to, to talk a little bit more about the whole scenario thing, etc., is basically your characters in their stats. They have a number of hit points and then a number of times that they can be wounded. So far, all of the characters can be wounded two or three times and when they they get that final wound they'll get one final activation and, and then they'll get removed from the table and i think it's interesting that this is a miniatures game where the majority and i'd probably even say the vast majority of the games that i've played uh the game's over before any models are removed from the table really yeah which I on mean, the one hand what's the biggest model count though that a force will end up having it's not that huge is it eight yeah okay eight you'll have you'll have two squads i don't know why that the, the makes me feel a little better but the currently okay. they'll be um sizes you know six through eight is the the total number of models that you may end up playing with and i i guess two things that i'll say kind of in in support of it that i think is cool or nice um is that so first off on that game size, I personally, it's one that I like quite a bit, especially for Star Wars. One of the things that I had a hard time with Legion and why I was never really interested with Legion, even though I'm someone who's a fan of Star Wars, uh, is because it, and I can, I guess this goes back to me being more of a fluff bunny than I originally <laughs> suspected, <laughs> but i I guess I Legion never captured my imagination because it was like these larger battles than I thought were interesting. Like I don't really want to replicate a bunch of, you know, clone troopers fighting or a bunch of um, droids fighting each other. And, and it also felt weird to me that you would have, and I mean, I guess this, this did happen obviously in the movies, but you'd have these big armies and then, you know, randomly in there is Yoda or Darth Vader or whatever. Um, but at least for me, it is much more, it feels a lot more like the movies where you are involved in a small, there's, there's lots of scenes in the movies, obviously, where it's like a small group of Jedi are fighting a small group of Sith. And, and the movie does, or the, the game in my opinion does do a pretty good job of the characters feel a lot like you're playing the various Jedi or Sith or et cetera. And so that's, that's something I like, something I think it does well. Um, and then the, the other thing in relation to like playing for attrition or this being mainly a scenario game, the, the bonus of it is like, I, I get to play a full game, usually a full game. And, you know, Darth Vader is going to be on the table the whole time or count Dooku or, you know, whatever, whatever character that I'm excited to be playing with, I get to play with him the entire game. 
And, and there are situations where they can get removed, but again, it doesn't happen very often. And so, you know, I, I think that's something that, um, that does work fairly well for me, in my opinion. Um, any other thoughts with the game, Trevor? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not really. It's, it's, it was just a demo. I, I didn't get a lot of play time. Sure, I yeah, only yeah. played one struggle and everyone told me that the game accelerates significantly on the second right. and third struggles. Yeah. Um, so, um, is it best two out of three of three struggles? Yes. Yeah, I think that I was in a position where I would have lost the second struggle as well. So mm. uh, I'm curious well, about so, the uh, the model quality too. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. Talk about the second and third struggle, but then tell me just about the toys. It it is interesting in my opinion that um, it kind of feels almost like they borrow something from a Euro game where there's almost like a catch-up mechanic. And so the first scenario, the first struggle that you play, you draw it, it has one layout. And then you play that. Whoever loses, they draw the next card. They look at the two scenarios. It'll The scenario card on it will have two different scenarios on it, two different layouts. And they get to choose which one that they want to do. Um, and so hopefully they're able to pick one that's going to advantage them and they'll have a bit of an advantage in, in playing the second scenario. And then if they win that one, then the person who won the first scenario, they'll pick it again. They'll draw another card. They lost the last scenario. So they get to pick the layout of this one. The third struggle will have two maps and he'll pick which of the maps you, you get to play on. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, I just, that's more me commenting that I think it's interesting that they are, that it feels like modern miniature game design is borrowing a little bit more and more from various genres, um, like Euro games, for example, um, which in my, in my opinion is a good thing. Um, because I, I think that there's personally, I think that there's a lot of, maybe not a lot. There's, there are some miniature games that I feel are stuck in the past and their uh, customer base really doesn't want to play a modern game. It doesn't feel like. But. Yeah. So I agree. I think that this game does a good job of trying to embrace a new wave of mechanics for miniatures games, and it does a good job of it. It doesn't necessarily resonate for me as much as, um, some others might or potentially could like I can see a miniatures game trying to do this that would totally resonate with me um, this one doesn't necessarily do so but that's okay um, it does resonate with a lot of people and I think a lot of people have a lot of fun with it um, and I hope that we see more of this type of game design going forward because it's it's superior to the old school um, you know measure five inches move forward shoot um resolve melee uh next round right i would i would agree with you in that yeah th those games are generally not about like tactics or thought process they're more about dice and breaking the rules of the game by finding the most op stuff in the rule book you know the, while those things happen in other games i that's not really what makes 
that's not how game that's not how real fights are won the real fights are won by thinking of something ingenious and outthinking your opponent you know so it's hard to do that in a game where everyone has a limited amount of movement you know there's there's a very structured frame time frame of how things are going to play out so if you can sort of break out of that mold and find some opportunity for people to look at it in a new light that's just so much better so josh you asked about the model quality um i was quite impressed i like the scale size of the miniatures i feel like the sculpts are good um i i guess i'm curious trevor what what your opinion was on them i don't know that i could actually have provide an opinion i played with somebody else's models they were already right. assembled and already painted um so yeah i i don't think i could really comment i i'm in a group in facebook for the game and i see a lot of people complain about broken lightsabers and i'll be honest just looking at them frightens me um, yeah i haven't i haven't had any of mine break yet but that might also be that nathan's been really good at assembling things so I don't know what to say about that. I, I am. They I do, do think look that, a little brittle, huh? Um, it's, it's not the brittle part of it. They're just really delicate. I definitely think that they are like, this is a game in my opinion where the best transportation is for you to uh, Never transport them. Well, no, no. Um, put a, put a green, put a dab of green stuff underneath the base and then a rare earth magnet. And then you magnet it onto a metal tray and that's your transportation um i would i would definitely especially like the the battle foam bags that we had like when we were playing war machine it felt like there were a lot of times when i would put a model into the battle foam bag and the foam was so stiff and unforgiving that like arms would break off of models and stuff like that Mm, yeah yeah and so i would definitely be pretty concerned about that with these minis so I, I I would not recommend that type of transportation, but I, I have done the the tactic that I mentioned of doing a magnet, putting it on a tray, and it's it's been fine. I haven't I so far I've had zero breaks. With the, my stuff. There's some advantages that these models have over the old War Machine models. They're not made of metal, so they're really light. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so using a, a rare earth magnet is really quite easy and and is almost guaranteed that they're not going to move around correct um i think that you could probably uh, go with kr foam instead they're really soft but the 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 lightsabers i think are going to want to catch on everything so um, being able to stick them in a a situation where they're not touching anything and not moving that's probably the superior way to do it and for taking models somewhere you're going to build your list and you're going to have, as Jay said, six to eight models. Like, I think that the better way to do it is you're not going to take all of your models. You're going to take just your list and you're going to have right. a little tiny bag and it's going to be really easy to, to carry around. I just, don't yeah, think I mean, I, I have a, an issue. I have a bag from, um, battle foam that it's, it has like stackable trays of those, those metal trays. And, uh, it's, it's worked great for, if I want to transport a large number of, of minis, uh, it can easily transport port more, much more than what's been released so far. Um, I'm curious on your guys' opinion on something. So this is something that Omnis uh, r- kind of triggered a discussion of in 
the Discount Games Inc. Discord. And if if you are not a member of the Discount Inc.'s Discord, Discount Games Inc. Discord, then you should join it. Um, but he made a statement that he thought that um, the Marvel Crisis Protocol and Shatterpoint were both games that, in his opinion, were more like board games than mm-hmm. miniature games or war games. Miniature games. Is he saying that as a negative or a positive? Um, I I don't think he's putting a value judgment behind it, just a classification. Um, and so I was curious to ask you guys, what do you consider the defining elements of what makes something a uh, a miniatures game versus a board game or you know whatever? I'm going to have such a lazy answer to this question, but I'll, I'll wait to hear you guys first. Ah, I guess I should have expected that. <laughs> this gets really hard to actually differentiate because yeah. the last five years of board games have all been like Kickstarter and tons of minis. And you're like, Correct. Yeah. oh gosh. And I actually kind of hate that trend. Um, but whatever. Um I mean, the truth is, is there's the, the, this is not a it's there's not necessarily a definition. You both play them on the tabletop. Um, there are rules assigned. I mean, this is a, these are definitions. The the miniatures versus board game thing. Um, they're definitions that we as gamers have put on them. They're not something that that the world has put on them. I mean, I think that you could walk up to somebody who wasn't a gamer and tell them, you know, show them the miniatures game and tell them tell them that it was a board game and they would never bat an eyelash and i include that all the war games with that i don't think that what he's saying doesn't necessarily mean anything it doesn't have any meaning to it because this is a game about war sure it's a tabletop game and it's it could be thrown in a box and now you can call it a board game um but so could all those others so i I think he would have to actually defend himself in some way and say what the differences are himself if he wants to be able to put that out there because I could go back, you know, 40 years and look at miniatures and board games and say, you know, they're very similar then too. It's not like things have changed. I'm I'm curious, Josh, what well, I guess you said yours was simple. I'll 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 say mine like part of and maybe so mine has a a fatal flaw because <laughs> <laughs> my conflict my, of interest well my my definition excludes a genre of minis games that i dislike <laughs> and so uh i guess i'm biased but to me like kind of the some of the defining parts of a miniature game versus a board game is a obviously you have miniatures but like Trevor said, a lot of things have miniatures. Um, but also, I feel like using some sort of measuring device on an open playing field is an important aspect as well, where a lot of board games will have a grid or hex or something like that. Um, the counterpoint or rebuttal to it is that um, there's a lot of... Um, there's, there's games such as Battletech, that uses a hex map or judgment that uses a hex map map that um, I think most people obviously would consider those to be miniatures games. Um, and so it, it feels like my definition is imprecise, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, 
I mean, I'm assuming Trevor, you would you would consider if you're playing with like the the pewter BattleTech minis, or I guess the new uh, resin ones or whatever, uh, you would consider that to be a miniatures game on a hex grid map in person. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> my I'm lazy glad, definition. Cleared that up. Okay, yeah, my on. lazy definition, which I'm I'm trying to decide if it's as imprecise as Jay's or not, but it is. Uh, if I have to assemble the miniature in any way, it is a miniature game. And that's getting more and more dangerous to Trevor's point because there are starting to be board games that. Yeah, yeah. Like I have one backed on Kickstarter, uh, Dark Oath, Oath Sworn into the Deep Wood or something like that. And it's like giant miniatures. And I probably will have to assemble them in some way. But man, as soon as I have to start gluing or something, I'm like, you're a miniatures game. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead to me. Yeah, but basically, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Josh, do you want to? Do you want to? I'm a. I feel like there's. You know, we've got about ten minutes left. Are you wanting to talk about some of the games you're excited to excited to play from Gen Con? Are you wanting to start previewing some stuff you're wanting to play at SaltCon? What? What's? Well, I mean, those those are pretty similar lists, actually. Like. Uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, let me start going through the list, and I just want to maybe get my co-host's reaction on, you know, um, one to ten, with seven, of course, not being allowed, and anything below five being an insult uh, worthy of of uh, death or whatever. You know, whatever our, however our scale is. Just, I'm just curious, like your excitement level for for this game. So. Oh wow. Uh, okay. I'm so, gonna die so many times. <laughs> <laughs> really? Just because? Well, you could. Then you could give, you know, if you're not excited as a player, Jay, you could give your excitement as a potential retailer. So, uh, but first fine. one, which <laughs> here's the problem. I won't play this at SaltCon. I'm, I'm like probably more excited than I deserve to be for this to come out. But uh, Ticket to Ride Legacy Legends of the West. Where are you guys at on excitement level for that one? Ten. Oh, that's so exciting. Trevor and I will be Ticket to Ride Legacy buddies. <laughs> Um, let's go with three. Wow. Why? Okay. But what is that? And what about from as a retailer? I mean, here's, here's the issue, Josh. Um, the number of, the number of board games that sell enough copies of the board game that it, like it's, it's an aggregate of the entire section, but you know, I'll sell, you know, let's say, 10 copies of ticket to ride uh legacy which is great that's that's actually pretty successful for a board game okay but 10 board games compared to you know our the cells that we have in a month or a year is almost nothing so i'm sorry to say this (laughs) this was a this was important me for me to face this cold dose of reality jay (laughs) i'm sorry it's fine We're all fine here. Uh, Okay, so another one that I am now... Actually, Trevor, you and I will have to start one of this up on uh, Board Game Marina, I think. But uh, there is a game on uh, that was recent... I think it released at Gen Con, and it's called um, Wizards of the Grimoire. Okay. Uh, It is a... You draft spells up to a total of six... And then you draw a hand of mana 
the mana values are one through four, and the spells you know require different quantities of mana or whatever. Uh, anyway, I I've got I think I've got three plays versus my brother under my belt. He has mopped the floor with me every time so far. Uh, anyway, the art is like really cool, uh, and it's just a kind of a fun twist on a magic game. I'm kind of shocked that it's not. Well, I'm not shocked, but like it, it feels almost like made to almost be like a Harry Potter um, type theme, right? Like it could be that really easy. Okay. So I guess based on that description, how exciting does that sound to you? Uh, probably an eight, I guess. I actually should look. I can't remember how many players it is now that I just said all that. So you're telling me you got me hyped up so that I can't play it? I'm not sure. I got to check. Uh, yeah, because... Another one I'll I'll just mention really quick that's also on uh, Board Game Arena now. Oh yeah, it's only two players. Interesting. Well, I'll just I'll I'll send you an invite. You'll have to check it out. It's not as cool as Barrage for the record. Uh, so the another two-player one that's also on Board Game Arena now, and I've enjoyed this one so far. A couple plays of it more than anything because of the art. Uh, but it's called After Us, and so the art is like you know post-apocalypse uh and basically the apes have taken over right so it's like it's like um you know chimpanzees and orangutans and mandrills uh in a in a ruined world right and the mechanic is you get dealt a hand of four cards and you have to decide they their edges marry up to one another and depending on which edges are up against each other they'll generate different resources and effects and so you have to put the four cards in the order that you want to maximize, you know, whichever effect you want. So that was another kind of interesting two player. So I, I would expect either of those might be available at SaltCon, but more to the point, we could play them on board game arena. So, uh, okay. Sorry. Two more. I just want to mention, um, because I feel like they've been getting the hype out of the Gen Con, whatever you want to call them, influencers or what have you. Right. But, uh, one called Bonsai. So this is literally a, a, the board game of like trimming and growing a bonsai tree, right? So it has kind of that. It's I would describe it as like you know a tile a tile lane style game, but but the tiles are like these cool bonsai. You know they they end up forming these bonsai trees. They're hex tiles, I should say. Do you have to play them in a way that makes it look like a bonsai tree? I I almost it almost feels like yeah like if you look at some of the images on BG board game arena like it feels like you kind of have to yeah or, or i mean that's going to maximize your points right if you're playing it that way so just kind of an interesting theme i thought and it, it will have like really great table presence i would think hmm. so yeah. see i've realized that the the problem here is that i'm like i'm so much your target audience that i don't think you're going to be able to like pitch anything to me that's going to come up less than probably <laughs> an eight <laughs> Well, th- that's the problem. Especially because you told me you and I both are like, seven. oh, we'll try it. We'll try it. We'll try it at least once, right? Yeah. So, like, the, I've you've I've never been pitched a game where I'm like, I wouldn't try that, not even once. Um, I was I was just gonna say so. There's one called Nucleum that is pitched. This is how it's pitched on Board Game Arena as a as a blend between Barrage and uh, Brass. So. Again, we might be the target audience, I guess. Well, you had me with Barrage. <laughs> We've never actually played Brass in a, real life. You lost me a little bit with Brass. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Uh, final one I'll mention is also two player, but I think it's quick, so I'm like I'm dying to try it because the, I think the theme is pretty interesting. It's called Sky Team, so it's two player co-op. One person is uh, air traffic control, the other person is piloting an air uh, an air airplane. <laughs> Still an eight. What's the word? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all I got for right now. Okay. There are, well. There are some Civilization-style games that, again... Which, uh, so which, which weekend is it that you guys are going to... That It is the first weekend in September, basically. Cool, yeah. So, was it supposed to be a story behind the paywall or here in the main episode about how you were going to disappoint us and break our hearts and not do a, a game weekend with us? Oh, no, it didn't have to be behind the paywall. Okay, um, so, so tell us why... You're going to disappoint us and break our hearts and not do a game weekend with us. I'm not saying it couldn't still happen, like, but I'm going to. I'm the story I was going to tell you is how I started putting it together and then it failed and turned into something totally different. So okay. I had I had made a reser- I had made a reservation for like an Airbnb that would have slept. I think it would have slept 16 and you know had game <laughs> tables and like and I just. The people that I most wanted to come, mostly schedules weren't working out, and so I was just like kind of threw my hands up, and and it basically turned like, into a Father's Day weekend with my family. So there were some Josh, games played? Question mark. I, you know, I love you, Josh. <laughs> but like, why are you? First off, okay, I need to look something up here real quick. But so we've talked about. Um, are, you, are you looking up text threads? No, no. Oh, okay, I was like, um, what's? I'm, I'm not even okay. Uh, so we we talked either in this episode or the last one of you know don't grow old. It's it's a fool's errand. Yeah, we said that behind the paywall today. Okay, behind the paywall. So here's here's the other thing. So trying to get you and three friends together for a weekend is like, uh, so is it the ultimate fool's errand? Two is difficult but doable. Three is like you're 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 going the extra mile. Four is nigh to impossible. And Josh is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to schedule 16 people. <laughs> and he's like, wow, I can't believe I I can't figure out a weekend that works for everyone. Look, like, I gave no, up. <laughs> <laughs> I did gave up at three. I gave up at three. I mean, I really did. So you're right. Like that's already impossible. <laughs> So I just looked up the King's Dilemma. It's three to five players, best at five. Like, all I want is my con that's a weekend of playing the King's Dilemma. I don't know why you're doing <laughs> 16 people, Josh. All right. You have convinced me. I will simplify, and we can still make it happen, Jay. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Like, we can even, if, if I, although honestly, it, it sounds delightful to have it be me, you, Trevor, your father and brother and uh, you know that'd be a, a fun five people but that that would be a solid five you're right well and, and honestly that was part of the problem too is like i was trying like my dad was definitely one of the people that i was trying to invite yeah and i, I almost don't think i can do it like i part of the challenge is like i feel like i need to get away from my house like and in some ways my city so that uh, nobody can find me for just a minute right Okay. Yeah. But it's harder to get him away, my dad right. now, because partly because my mom's health is 
sort of right. declining and blah right. blah blah you know again don't grow old we set it behind the paywall we'll say it outside the paywall too <laughs> well yeah i mean obviously i i enjoy gaming with your father a lot but maybe it needs to be a different group of people yeah so. maybe so all right i will resume the search okay excellent <laughs> well i i'm excited <laughs> to hear all the ways that this doesn't happen this time. <laughs> yes. It's a new quarterly feature. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we can stop there. We can let poor Trevor get to bed. Oh yeah. And uh, let us know if you guys have had a chance to play Shatterpoint and what games you are looking forward to. Uh, Josh, do you, do you have a, a dad joke for us before we go? Uh, yes. Do you know how you can stop Canadian bacon from curling in the pan? I do not. How? You take away its little broom. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because it's probably, I know it's not called a broom. I'm sorry to all the yeah. out there in the audience. <laughs> uh, excellent. That was top notch, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Goodbye.